There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm iTalk 1071, everything entertainment, everything censored for content. That's right. I'm Jason Matheson, Uh-oh. along with Alexis Thompson and Kenny. Uh, Rob filling in for Dawn, who's taking some <laughs> days off. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about WAP? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that was highly censored okay. on YouTube. Um, that happened while you were gone. Okay, yeah. I... Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I I, um, I I didn't know what it was, and I had to research it because yeah. all, I kept seeing that word, that acronym everywhere, uh-huh. and I'm like, "What is this?" And <laughs> and which we can't I, share, but we uh, cannot. Well, the first but, word is wet. We can say that, and then otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I probably leave it at that. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I, <laughs> And uh, <laughs> did you actually get to see the video? Well, I mean, I, I and that censor too. I like, yeah, I, I I saw the video. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I, I I don't know. I I'm not offended by it. I I do. <laughs> I do love. I do love the people that are falling on the fainting couch over it. Um, yeah. Because when I saw the story, I immediately went on social. I was this is one of the days we were kind of chilling by the pool, so I went and I was looking at uh, some of the pearl grabbers of like, oh my my heavens! And then I would <laughs> look Cardi B's boobs and Megan the Stallion's well butts, and I would dancing. look at I would oh. look at some of the naysayers that were criticizing this. And and then I would go on their social accounts, uh-huh. and and they had no problem retweet. In many cases, they had no problem retweeting men who made all sorts of nasty comments. Right. Yeah. But when it's a woman and a woman controlling her sexuality, then it's a problem. Then you're offended. Spare me. Take so, your t- take your trip on the fainting couch by yourself, because uh, you you, this, you hypocrite. When this thing came out, I uh, I, I had it on my uh, iPhone, and I was just by coincidence getting on the freeway to return to Minneapolis, two hours and twenty minutes. I listened to this song all the way home <laughs> for research purposes, Jason. Because uh, totally, I was yes. trying I was trying to memorize the lyrics so I could inform the my talkers the public as to what was really going on i wanted to be able to recite some lyrics the only lyrics that i could actually recite that are airworthy were <laughs> bucket and a mop 
Yeah. And macaroni in a pot. And pretty much everything else has to be censored. Yeah, and that could be, and we can't get in trouble for that. We could be talking no. about a, a lost Dr. Seuss book. You know, yes, yes. I mean, it's lost in a little garage. Yeah. I took a, yeah, yes. a Big Mac truck. Yeah. Ooh, I had a pop, and then I had to get a mop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just right. did. We could be talking uh-huh. about a lost Dr. Seuss manuscript. No one would know. <laughs> But, no, well, guess just, what? Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, WAP, it's number one on the Hot 100. 93 yeah. million listens has the most first week streams for a single. Well, I wish I knew the exact figure, but yesterday or the day before I saw, I might have been on Twitter, uh, that she spent like over a hundred grand on COVID tests before they shot this. Yeah. I wish I had that info at oh, my uh, fingertips for the crew in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. dropped a safe. huge amount of coin before they uh, actually started production. And to be clear, I, I look, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I don't mind the folks that genuinely and authentically have a problem with it. My problem because I, I mean, I, I personally yeah, to each their own. It's art to each their own. It's art. My problem, and I want to be very clear, my problem is the hypocrisy, the hypocrites that are clutching their pearls. Spare me when I go to your account and I see what you're retweeting and you have no problem. You have no problem when it's a guy uh, sexualizing a woman, but when a woman takes control of her sexuality... Uh, then you have a problem, then you're offended, then your pearls are choking you. Come on, spare me your faux outrage. Uh, come back to me when you know, you're know you as puritanical as you claim to be. Um, that's mm, my issue no with this. Is. Which no one is, you know, yeah. and, and that's that's my rub with this. Um, well, did you see Karen Baskin, uh, Carol no. Baskin from Tiger King? She uh, reviewed it, and she basically didn't like, you know, the racy content and the use of real wildcats. Well, Cardi B is just not having it. She <laughs> tweeted back and said, well, you killed your husband. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> You gonna play that game? Yeah. <laughs> Fire <like>, away! Exactly. <laughs> Party B for the win. Oh, she did it, and she awesome. went into the the cats, and she said yes, but they had green screen, and you know they were very safe. We had handlers. We, you know, they they weren't in the room with us. It looks like that, but that's a thing called CGI and editing. Well, so, and yeah, also- she. <laughs> And also, you know, and I I realize this, and I think all of us on this broadcast come from, I think, probably the same perspective. You can't shock me anymore. I'm I'm the Madonna. I'm the Madonna generation. You know, I I lived through, and I'm not. I can I can understand, and every generation has this. I mean, in the in the '60s, in the '50s and '60s, uh, people thought Elvis was shaking his pelvis too much, and that was racy. Um, But I I've lived through George Michael's um, faith and uh, uh, um, uh, what was it? I now I want to sex you up, but I lived through that with Color Me Bad. Um, What was the George Michael's? uh, Oh, it was. Oh, what was it that caused so? uh, I remember I was in junior high and people were losing their mind over what song was it? I'm ashamed of myself that I don't know this. I'm going to find it because it's going to drive me uh, I, wanna, I want your sex? I want your sex. Yeah, I want your sex. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh, really? That was... People were upset about that? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Kenny. 
Oh. People were, oh, huh. I remember. It was, people oh. were up in arms. And then I oh. want to sex you up and salt Gee, and pepper. And, yeah. Growing up with uh, Dick Clark, I thought it was a catchy tune and I could dance to it. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you want shock, what about our buddy Lil John and uh, From the Window to the Wall? You know, yeah. that's a kind of uh, racy one. But again, it was by a guy, so it was okay. Yep. See, that's the, 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 for the, right. Thank you, thank you, Ken. Yeah, that's what bothers me. Stop it. You could not like the song. Just don't be hypocrite about it. Just yeah. you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eight twelve is the time. I was watching. Um, I texted Lex last night, and uh, we were looking for a show, a little pacer show. And I stumbled. We went on Netflix, and I started watching uh, this this docu series called Unwell. And it's talking about, it's fascinating, different, I wouldn't call them techniques, but different things in the medical community that are a little on the fence, like uh, bee sting therapy and uh, essential ayahuasca and essential oils. Oh, did you watch that one? I saw that on the list and I thought, I wonder if No, girl, you know the rule. (laughs) No. I will never, ever, ever watch anything dealing with uh, essential oils. But uh, it's one of the things we do not talk about anymore. Um, I will. My producers of the Jason show, they start to twitch if I mention essential oils. But um, but I, I called. We received more hate mail over that one guest than I'm almost anything else. But anyway, uh, I texted Lex because we were watching the episode we did watch was about human breast milk, which also Colin. Oh, God. Colin was Lex. Colin goes, Colin goes, are you really going to talk about this on the show? He goes, because, you know. That's as polarizing. That topic is as polarizing as anything. I go, I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it because someone may not like my opinion. I will be respectful. But it is about human breast milk and the controversy and the research or lack thereof of its benefits for non-babies, for non-babies. Yep, um, lack thereof is the key words right there. Not only just for adults in breast milk, but also for children in breast milk. I love the the expert at the end, and she says, you know what, I don't really even have time to talk about adults ingesting human breast milk because there's not enough research or support for the babies who need it. And I thought, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I had not heard that that was something that bodybuilders were doing I, to beef up. I didn't either. And, and they per- picked the worst man to exemplify oh, <laughs> breast milk. What a tool. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to give you one example of his toolness, Kenny. Oh. And Lex, Lex, I wonder if you groaned when we did. Um, he meets with this woman, Kenny, that he uh, he meets at this coffee shop with this woman who he finds on uh, Facebook, on a Facebook group that she sells her breast milk. Yeah, and this, so th- he was the first time, like, this is the first time she's ever done it. So, and so she met question, him with a cooler. Before you go on, one question. Uh, straight from the source? Yeah. Straight no, no, from, no, no, no. Yeah. She bottles it. She bottles. She no, bought. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the excess. Yeah, you know, belly, yeah, yeah. belly up to it. And <laughs> no, <laughs> get no, busy. No, okay. yeah, that, it's, okay. it's not a shaky's ice cream machine. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's yeah. It's not that um, fresh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
it's good one. Yeah, no. Oh, having the big one. (laughs) But he sits down and he's such a tool because he. Amongst the things he go, he says to her. He remember Lex. He looks in her. He uh, goes. I know exactly so, what you're gonna say. Or how do you are you uncomfortable selling your boob juice? And uh, I, I, I looked like we at. Should whisper. I feel like we should whisper. How do you feel about selling your boob juice? Uh, and I looked at gross. Colin and I said, I uh, weep for humanity. I yeah. weep for humanity. You do not say that for a woman. You. Oh, I almost cussed. But anyway, yeah. You don't say that to anybody, boob. Uh, anyway, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. He was the worst example. There was another guy later that he, uh, with for cancer research, He that's the only thing that he's done for treatment and for yeah. prostate cancer. And, you know, seemed to be kind of working for him. But I, there's just not enough research to know. No. But uh, It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. The other thing is the women who sell their breast milk, you know, it's a nice little business for them. But at the same time, I'm thinking, wow, they're like gallons and gallons a day. You know, I'm lucky if I get four ounces. Yeah. I cheer that in a whole day. (laughs) When my kid was a toddler, the the thought never even occurred to me. Didn't even. Yeah come into my brain even when i went to have my captain crunch my peanut butter crunch and we were out of two percent it still didn't even occur to me (laughs) yeah well let's let's pause i want to i want to bring elizabeth in on this conversation we're talking about unwell on netflix um and the episode about human breast milk um it was fascinating let's take a break we'll do the dirt alert with elizabeth when we come back this is a my talk dirt alert Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. I'm Jace with Lex. Dawn's taking some days off. Uh, Rob's here. Kenny's here. Elizabeth is here now with the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, good morning, friends. Okay, per usual, we like to bring you in on conversations. We were talking about uh, this show on Netflix that I think you would enjoy uh, called Unwell. Have you heard about it, Elizabeth? I haven't heard about it, but I was hearing the tail end of your breast milk conversations, and Lord knows I have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, and it's each episode's about a different, um, I, 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 unorthodox, and I don't even think that's appropriate, um, uh, unconventional treatments uh, like wasp or beef sting therapy, yeah. ayahuasca, um, uh, essential oils. And they were talking about uh, human breast milk. and Adults. So, adults. Yeah. So many layers to this. I mean, also... You know, they talked about the women, fabulous women who donate their milk to moms who, who can't produce. And they, they, you know, they talk about that as well. But they focus on one of the subjects is this athlete um, who uses it to kind of pump himself up. <laughs> and they also talk about just the lack of research. That was Lex, I think, you know, the big ding, ding, ding for you. The lack of research, general yes. research about breast milk. It, Elizabeth, it was fascinating. Oh my gosh, I have to watch this. Okay, so that's one of the episodes in Unwell. Yeah, on Netflix. One of them. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I see. They look at beasting therapy. They're looking at other things too. Yeah, it's just I didn't know, and I'm I'm not even making a joke. As a dude, it was. I texted Alexis. I was like, "You got to watch this because I I learned so much. I learned that we need to learn more about breast milk." Oh my god, right, Lex? Time. Yeah. There's yes. hardly any research, and it's magic. Yeah, and your body is making it specifically for your kids, so you think 
you know, for their needs. And you, so you, you, it makes you wonder, you know, other babies, maybe that's one thing I've seen that, and that's wonderful um, to donate. And but as an adult, what? Whoa! Isn't you know, it and odd? Sanitary. To be, yeah, you're right. And you know what's what's interesting? I read this thing on Instagram recently because I follow a lot of like you know doulas and breastfeeding gurus and stuff. That yeah. I mean, it wasn't until. I mean, the night, like mid 1900s, that doctors were all men and they would tell, they would teach women that breast milk came out in one single stream, which is not true. If you have ever breastfed, you know that it flies out of multiple streams, Jason. It's a sprinkler system. Yes, it is. And it took the women who were learning from this doctor, he was like, it comes out from one single stream and feeds the baby. And they were like, no, it doesn't. It's many. And he was like, no, that's not how it works. He had never seen actual breast milk coming out of a breast and was teaching about breastfeeding. Like, you know, I think Mm. it's another example of where women's health has been looked at so differently than men's health, where men have always been used as the example for every study of every disease or every or everything that bodies can do. Yep. And women are so unique. Breast milk is yeah. like a miracle. You can put it on, um, like if your child has like a goopy eye, you can put it in their eye and it heals their eyes. What? Yeah. Oh my, see? Yes. I, I, it's ama- and your doctor will recommend that. Like put a little breast milk in it. Or if they get like, if they scratch themselves, babies often will scratch themselves. That. And because their nails grow and they're like little talons and they'll scratch they their face. Are. And you could just put like a couple drops of breast milk on Lexington and it'll help it heal faster. Does that work for yes. 55-year-old guys? I think it might. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you for I asking. Would try it. I yeah. think that's the whole thing. With I, I have So when I was breastfeeding both of the kids, my husband was like, we could be saving for college if you would sell some of this to these CrossFit guys who want to bulk yeah. up and, and drink breast milk. It's, it's quite a it's, business they've got going on. It's, I mean, it's some women make gallons a day. Some I, women that make to a me ton. Was fascinating. Yes, and then some women, it's like a struggle to even keep yeah. up. And yeah. and then breast milk changes based on yep. the age of your baby. Yep. And then if you're tandem nursing, your breast milk can adjust to which child you're nursing. Because some people will be nursing like a newborn and a two year old at the same time. Oh, yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah, see, yep. I, I learned that's all of from this. Um, who just made that really well known recently was who former Bachelor contestant Becca, she Becca Martinez. She's she's had two babies and she posted a photo nursing the newborn on one side and the two year old on the other side. And of course, people lost their minds because oh, the horror that we would see a woman breastfeeding. I mean, honest to God, people. Oh, I know. Yeah. They also went to Mongolia in this episode too. And they talked about just how normalized breastfeeding is. Yes. And they breastfeed their kids up to like six to eight years old. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yep. And some of the some of the wrestling that they do, the prized ones, they've been known to breastfeed up to six years old. The one so, gentleman was uh, eight years old. Yeah. He was bre- yes. And then he grew so right. strong that he was an amazing wrestler. I guess yeah. I mean, that's the correlation they're making. But still, that's I mean, a lot. Normalized. Yeah, that's a long time. Yes. It would be for me. And I consider myself kind of a hippie breastfeeder. I went till uh, 18 months with one and 22 with the other. Oh, that's so. If you, if, if all of you listening, if you want a fascinating, if you're looking for just a nice docuseries, this is it. It's called Unwell and it's on Netflix. Uh, different topics. Like we said, the Bee Sting one is the one I want to watch next. I got to watch I watched it. Ayahuasca too. I, I did watch that one. What's that? Right? Um, it's that um, they went to Peru. They went to a bunch of different places, but it's that uh, like shaman. Um, it's like this 
medicine that you take that you hallucinate basically. Oh, and then a lot of people have like out of body experiences and they come out of it better. I mean, there's examples of, of really bad situations too. And they do go into that. That's why it feels balanced when they talk about this. Yeah. Stuff. The goop series so. was kind of interesting too. If you watched any of Gwyneth Paltrow's yes. series, they and took ayahuasca too. Yeah. They did different things. Yeah. I just didn't remember the name of it. They did this um, cold therapy method and this breathing, this Wim Hof guy who does this, he like getting in cold is so good for our bodies. That mm-hmm. was a few episode series that I thought was interesting too. So, oh yeah, gosh, a, you guys, I yeah. feel smarter. It's, it's fat. I mean, again, as a dude, I was uh, fascinating, and all of the episodes are available now on Netflix. I'm really and thirsty. Whatever. And now, Elizabeth is available today at 3 on Twin Cities Live. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 1071. And we're streaming all over the earth. All over. Whether we have permission or not. At mytalk1071.com. I'm Jace with Lex and Kenny. Dawn is taking some days off. Our friend Rob filling in. Thank you for... Thank you for that, Rob. Thank you for filling in. You got it. Oh, thank you. And, and uh, thank goodness, 8 o'clock friends, uh, we all sound the same today. Yesterday, we had some uh, technical snafus. I, again, I sound like Carol Ann coming out of my television. Uh, <laughs> like I was coming to, coming away from the light, and Zelda Rubenstein was telling me to go back in. I sounded very far away. and. Oh. Uh, and then we started the show today, 8 o'clock, friends, and Kenny was having technical difficulties. So we thought, oh, yeah. no, yeah. oh, no. But we figured it all out, and now look, listen to us. much, much better. Yeah. You know, we sound like a complete show. I mean, Dawn's off, but uh, but uh, other than, uh, hi, Dawn, uh, other than Dawn yeah. being off, uh, we're, we're a complete show, so... Uh, yeah, Donald What's it like soon. being back in that uh, Fox studio right now? Yeah, this is my first day back uh, in in uh, from my post travel quarantine. It feels nice. I feel very comfortable here. I I, I loved yesterday because I love telling vacation stories. But today I was really excited just to kind of get back into the routine, and uh, it'll be my first day back into the TV studio as well, um, uh, which is oh, fun because yeah. yeah, this week is the fifth anniversary of the Jason Show. So uh, five years oh, we've been doing the show. Thank Jeez. you. That's Thank you, amazing. sweetheart. So, yeah. Wow, five seasons down. I know. How does that feel? I feel old. No, <laughs> I, uh, no. No, it feels good. I mean, it's, 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 it's weird. It's, uh, I can't believe, and uh, I said it yesterday, in some ways it feels like it uh, was just yesterday, and in other ways it, it has, uh, it's gone, it feels like 15 years, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I just can't believe I, and I told a story yesterday that I'll I'll tell here. Speaking of technical difficulties, that I don't think I've told on the radio show. Um, we went on the air the week before the state fair, obviously, and uh, the bosses for some reason thought that was a great idea, and uh, we, we tried talking them out of that. We were like, can't we just debut after the fair? But uh, nope, they wanted us to premiere beforehand, so we only had a week under our belt. When we then shipped out to the fair, well, we're at the fair and we 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 don't have our sea legs. I mean, we don't. I I, I we're barely a show. 
Um, we barely know what we're doing. Hell, we still don't know what we're doing. But we uh, we, we didn't quite know who we were and what we're doing. And, yeah. and and then we move it and have to kind of do a whole different type of show at the fair. So it was day one, and we're outside, and I'm on the set. And, uh, and unlike this show, at that time... I didn't have like a sidekick, like uh, you know Shane uh, in the early days uh, popped in, and now uh, Kendall's on, but I didn't have that in the early days of the show. So I'm standing, on, I'm sitting on the stage, and in front of me, in front of me, watching the show, is the uber uber big executive from Fox. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Dennis Swanson. Now, no and if pressure. That, no pressure. If that name has, if you're a listener of our show, if that name sounds familiar, it should. Dennis Swanson is the man that hired Oprah Winfrey in Chicago. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a TV legend and uh, a, a good guy. And knows television and he knows talk shows. So, and he was my boss at the time. He, he worked for our company. So he decided, um, he wanted to watch our show because we were the first of this type of show for our company. The Jason show was and kind of still remains. So he's sitting in the front and we're 30 seconds before air. And in my ear, Shane, who was the producer at the time, gets in my ear, and she starts talking. And now we're 15 seconds before we go. And she says to me, words I'll never forget and words you never want to hear as a television host in live television. She says to me the following, Jace, we have no teleprompter. We have no... <laughs> oh, Jace, I go, yes, Shane. She goes, we have no teleprompter. Oh. We have no graphics. Oh. We have no video. And you have to fill oh. 12. You have to fill 12 minutes. Have fun. <laughs> go. And literally she said go. And the theme song started rolling. Oh. And I was like, what? Like, we have nothing. Like, we had no sound bites. We had the, the system crashed. So there was nothing for me to toss to. I had nothing. The teleprompter was basically a giant middle finger. You know, it was just a, it was nothing. <laughs> a blank screen. Uh, yep. And I, and I had Swanee. We uh. called him Swanee. We had Swanee in the front row. I don't get nervous. I'm, it's not an arrogance thing, but I, I don't get nervous doing these shows. It was one of maybe three times in my career that I had sweat rolling down my back and not because of the temperature at the fairgrounds. Ooh. And yeah, so I had to tap dance for 12 minutes. And you're thinking to yourself, that doesn't seem like a long time. Oh, oh, he, oh lax, right? Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> B. Arthur, B. Arthur, who's listening right now. Oh. Yeah, and Kenny is a broadcaster. We Rob, we all know 12 minutes. My talkers is oh. an eternity. An eternity. Well, and the tap dance and having the pressure there. You're at the fair. Oh. The show's just starting. I mean, there it's were new. so many things. But you know, oh. Jason, I watched that episode. You would never have guessed that that was going oh. on. Oh gosh. That's why. That's Thank why you, it's sweetie. working, and you're starting season oh. six. Oh, I was dying. I was just, and I'm looking at Swanee, and and what I'll never Did forget he know what is was going on. Or? He had no idea. He had oh, no see? idea. 
and Swanee was wearing because he was flying out directly from the fair. Another thing I'll never forget, I look down at him and he's wearing a full suit at the fair, which cracked me up. <laughs> so I used that like I used that to my advantage. Like it's like a comedian. You know, you, you I started using the audience. So I'm like, oh, hi, everybody. And oh, you know, my luck, you know, our big boss is here. And, and, and there he is. He's the you can't miss him. He's the guy in the suit at the fair. And the audience <laughs> laughed. And I'm like, OK, well, there that filled 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just keep making when all else fails make fun of the boss oh uh, yeah and luckily always, he was laughing along uh he did yeah and uh he was very nice it was that was it it turned out it was one it was a great lesson of uh you, using what you have and it that moment turned out to be one of the best moments in my professional career because he came up to me afterwards, and Swanee was always very nice to me, and he was a, a, a strong advocate uh, for me, which I always appreciated. And the fact that this was the man, because you guys got to remember, um, you know, uh, Oprah says this, these are her words, not mine. But Dennis Swanson took a chance on Oprah. Um, Oprah was a co-host in Baltimore. Nobody knew who she was, and Dennis was putting her up against Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue was Oprah times 50 in the day. Um, you know, he was number one by a mile. And Dennis put Oprah on to go up against him on a local show and believed in her when no one else, you know, other people at ABC 7 in Chicago didn't didn't see what Dennis saw in her. And he looked at her and said, go on the air and be yourself. And, and then she beat him on day one. Let me repeat wow. that. Oprah beat Phil Donahue on day one. So I say all of that because... Well, and even to, after two weeks, too, because that's the biggest, right? Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. That curiosity factor yeah. for the first week or so. Yeah. Can you maintain it? And she did. Yeah. And she did. And so I say all that because I all, I mean, I respect his opinion. So he came up to me after that show. And as he was leaving the fairgrounds, he asked for a second. And I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. And I'm sweating like it's running down every crack of my body. And <laughs> I walk over to him and uh, he had a big voice like this, you know, and he, he, and he looked at me and he goes, um, I've I've made three great decisions in my career. And he said he hired Terry Bradshaw. He hired four. I'm sorry. He mentioned Terry Bradshaw. He mentioned a local anchor that he hired in New York. He mentioned Oprah Winfrey. And he goes, and you're the fourth. And oh. I and I immediately started crying in front of him. And he goes, no, I don't really need that right now, Mr. Maths. And he goes, so. Uh, <laughs> and then he and he smiled and he walked away and went to the airport. And to this day, best compliment I've ever received uh, from a boss. So. And that includes oh, BR. Wow. Coming up on 843, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after these. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. I'm my talk with a 7 1, everything entertainment, everything megaphones. I'm Jace with Lex, Kenny, and Rob filling in for Dawn, who's taking some days off. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I was talking about bosses earlier, Lex. Uh, yeah. Different bosses we had. I mentioned B. Arthur, obviously. Uh, I was talking about my old boss, Dennis Swanson, um, at the FOX. Well, speaking of bosses, Lex, yes. I don't know. I don't know if you remembered uh, this, but today, Kenny, did you know this? Today is the Emperor's birthday. <gasps> oh, oh, didn't today, know that. 
Today is Emperor Dan Seaman. That's uh, our. We have different layers of bosses. Uh, we have uh, low level bosses like uh, B. Arthur, and then we uh, and then we have big, big, big Kahuna bosses like uh, Dan Seaman, the Emperor. Uh, today is his seventy second birthday. Today, oh, wow. so happy, happy <laughs> That's birthday! That's a good Dan. roundup there, Jace. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Instead of singing happy birthday, let's sing that Cardi B song to him. Yeah, <laughs> let's say yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I thought Kenny. Uh, yeah, there's no words we can really say. No, I thought Lex and Kenny a way to celebrate the Emperor's birthday. It's twofold. First, uh, there's an activity that we can all do, and if you want to go ahead and, and send us a picture of it, if you have a tie on today, go ahead and tuck that tie right into your dress yeah. shirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, so go yeah. ahead if you're wearing any sort of tie, tuck it into your dress shirt like he does. Um, I don't know if he's afraid his soup is gonna. Uh, spill on it but uh if he's gonna drool on it i don't know but uh, he always tucks his tie into his shirt he um, also throws it over his shoulder like it's a scarf yeah uh, i've seen him i've seen him come yeah. out of the bathroom with that thing over his does shoulder he, does he think it's a cape is he playing a superhero is he uh, and the other thing uh the emperor is known for and my talkers you know this we've made fun of him uh emperor loves a good inspirational quote uh oh, even he does yeah. Yeah. Even when he is yelling at you or telling you that he's going to give you the opportunity to succeed elsewhere, uh, <laughs> he ends it. <laughs> uh oh. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to put an inspirational quote at the end of your exit interview. I mean, no matter what he's calling you for. So, in honor of uh, the emperor's seventy-second birthday, I present to you some inspirational quotes. Are you ready, oh, Lex? Oh. So ready, yes. Kenny, you ready? I'm These are uh, myself, yeah. Rob. Do you are you ready for some inspirational quotes? Bring them on. Okay, <laughs> here's here's some good ones, and this is a good way to end the show too. It'll put everybody in a positive mood and get them ready for uh, Donna and Steve. Here we go. There is no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> Winners are not people who never fail, but people who never quit. Uh, Don't give up. (laughs) Live so that you can at least get the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) What? Wait, I don't. What? When life gives you a hundred reasons to cry, show life that you have a thousand reasons to smile. God, I'm going to throw up. 80% of success is just showing up. Stop being afraid of what can go wrong and start being positive about what can go right. Never butter both sides of your toast. <laughs> mm, that kind of sounds delicious. <laughs> I know what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> Never butter, sorry. <laughs> don't cry because it's over. Smile because if you don't, 
Everyone's going to ask you what's wrong. (laughs) Always hang a red flag from a ladder when hauling it in a pickup truck. (laughs) That's a helpful tip there, Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Only dumb people are happy. Uh oh. Oh no. Where are you getting these? They're getting progressively worse. What is happening? All happy people are dumb dumbs. Oh no. Don't let little stupid things break your happiness. Oh, okay. Yeah. Regrout your tile every seven years. <laughs> Out of the mountain of despair comes a stone of hope. (laughs) Always cross your trailer chains. (laughs) This is my favorite. Ready? Yes. A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. Oh, right. Yeah. You need to hit some uh, waves. Yeah. Turbulence. When in doubt, throttle out. (laughs) The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go fast, turn left. (laughs) No one is perfect. That's why pencils have erasers. (laughs) Oh, stop it! Did you just pick that one up? (laughs) Change your remote batteries every other month. (laughs) And never touch them in hotel rooms. Never touch the remote. In the hotel room. Yep. There we go, everybody. Happy 72nd birthday Woo-hoo! to our Emperor Dan Seaman. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Dan. Birthday, Dan. Uh, Happy birthday <laughs> to you and yours. I've got a traffic uh, item before we go oh, here. Yeah. Highway 10. Highway 10 at Thurston. Stoplight's not working, so it's a four-way stop. There we go. There go. Mm. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a great day. We love you so much, and we'll talk tomorrow. Bye, friends. Don't look, look for back. that rainbow. Only look forward. <laughs> Light a match in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>